welcome back to TKZ Outdoors podcast, everybody. We're here um, after post deer season here in Michigan, and we're going to be recapping our rifle slash gun season um, forays from this past 2019 whitetail season here in the state of Michigan. Um, and Wisconsin. Yeah, and, and some abroad action as well. So we... Uh, <laughs> abroad. Abroad. A little dabbling. Freaking <laughs> wordplay there, friend. <laughs> We're back with the, your host, Don Brown, Coulter Lubin, and Cody Norton. Um, we had a pretty good rifle season. I mean, we all didn't get to hunt a whole lot. We put a lot of effort into the archery season, as um, um, in a previous podcast we talked about. But we all got to dabble a little bit and uh, uh, with the guns, and it was pretty successful for myself and the other guys. Not so much. Coulter was already tagged out because he's a bastard like that. <laughs> um, but he's he's the abroad hunter we alluded to, and Cody put in some time, but there just wasn't much to shoot around his his area, um, and that can kind of be common for the UP. We. Um, we're hit with a bunch of snow right before rifle season and deer actually started migrating before season even started we got back from our wisconsin trip and we were um we were, hold on now. we were welcomed with about no i want to finish what i said first <laughs> we were welcomed with a you know more than a foot of snow and a storm and that started moving deer but what did you have to say no i'm just saying like a lot of people down like when you say migratory deer they think we're like in wyoming or something but just so, like, our listeners know, we are, you know, what Don was alluding to is in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, um, which we do have migratory deer. Actually, I would say, you know, a lot of, 70% of our landmass, those deer do migrate. Um, so when Don's talking about, like, heavy snows and, like, deer moving, it's truly deer leaving. So you'll have an area where you have deer, like Don's house, for example, you know, has quite a few deer in the summer and then into fall. But we get snow and Don will lose all of his deer. He has no deer at his house now. None. None. They're all gone. And they are within... They're gone. They're 20 miles south. 20, 30 yeah. miles yeah. south. So, so our deer do migrate. And they migrate because of the heavy snowfall that we do get. So, so some people are a little bit like, you know, that are in different parts of Michigan, different parts of the Midwest. They don't quite understand but we do lose a lot of our deer. So like where Cody's camp is, Don's house is, a certain amount of snow um, does get the deer gone. They, they just leave. They get on migration trails and they go south or north for their deer. They go south for the most part. Yeah, so what happens basically is um, Lake Superior watershed. Um, we get a bunch of snow up there and we get... I don't know, probably sustained foot and a half of snow. Um, and even up north farther, you'll get foot of snow and those deer will start pushing south. And you get towards what we call the banana belt where a foot of snow on the ground is a lot. And that's where all those deer end up is towards um, the Lake Michigan shoreline. So you get those trigger points, especially with cold temperatures like we had there for a while and the deep snow and those deer were on their way before uh, before rifle season rifle season even started here in the UP. Um, all of our guys downstate they don't have to deal with that kind of stuff. We were we were getting a bunch of snow and they were getting sixty degree temps, but 
I think their gun season was actually um, kind of cold and weather-wise was good for um, gun hunting down there. And we'll bring in one of our pro staff members. I, I don't know I'll call it pro staff. So I guess we'll just call it a TKZ member. Um, um, later in this episode to talk about his gun season um, downstate because he had a hell of a gun season. But, um, yeah, I mean, those deer started pushing south or were already thinking about it. Um, like Coulter said, those deer around where Cody and I hunt, they were leaving um, about a month or more um, before they usually had the last couple years. But... Um, let's see what Cody had to say about about his rifle season. We'll start with him. Sure. Um, you know, we started off, uh, me and my dad ended up, you know, we typically go down to our camp, the Wrong Way Lodge, uh, down in, in Kiva area of, of the UP. Central UP. Central UP. Um, and then my, my father-in-law, Joe, ended up coming up and and joining us up there <laughs> and uh and my brother-in-law made it out for a little bit too but we spent the first three days of rifle season hunting at uh at our camp all of us saw quite a few deer i mean close to seven eight deer a sit for the most part or per day at least depending on when we sat um but we put in almost all day sits for the first three days at camp and we had a lot of does, a lot of fawns, and that was about it. <laughs> we we saw a lot of deer that we couldn't shoot. There aren't any uh, doe tags available in that part of the state. Um, makes it pretty tough. We've had our camp now, I think this is our fourth hunting season at the camp. I still haven't shot a, a deer there, period. My dad shot one one small buck a couple years ago, and that, that's it. Um, and based off of our cameras, we had a, one single little basket eight point that was running around and he was our only legal buck with the the tags that we had so it was kind of just waiting for him to show up in daylight and it it didn't happen with the the few days that we had to really put in there and hunt there hard um on the fourth day my i ended up taking my father-in-law um down to the the south central up into that banana belt don was talking about because we knew deer were starting to migrate and because I had a couple doe tags for down there. Um, we ended up setting up, we found some really nice scrapes, some food plots that had been put in by the state. Um, and we ended up, we, we set up on them, hiked back in, you know, we were about a mile back in behind, uh, behind some, some closed trails. And, <laughs> and we, waited we my father-in-law he ended up seeing a few few deer never had a an opportunity that he could take advantage of i bumped a couple deer going in had switched spots originally i was set up on a trail just waiting for deer to come through at a spot that was really good in the past ended up moving over to a right onto a food plot that that we knew was good historically ended up finally probably an hour before dark had a doe come in about 30 yards, pulled up with my brand new uh, Ruger American six and a half Creedmoor with a new new scope on it that I'd sighted in. Just ready for blood. Yeah, thought <laughs> thought I'd be all all set to go. I did uh, zero the scope out after sighting it in, and 
and thought it'd be good there. I haven't got to shoot it since, so I'm really not sure what happened, if it was me or the gun or the scope, but had a doe show up at 30 yards, pulled up, and she stood there, and I relaxed, took a really nice, what I thought, solid shot. Boom! Saw her run away, went through... She ran through a snowpack that was about 30 feet long. It was it was misting. It was fogging up. My scope was fogging up. It was in pretty nasty conditions, but never been a problem in the past. Um, so I shot, went over to that snowpack that I saw her run through, found her tracks, followed her tracks, not a single drop of blood. But while I'm looking at her tracks, I I don't know get a get a feeling, look up. <laughs> Here's a buck standing at probably 75 yards, standing right on this knoll, looking all majestic. All majestic. Yeah, yeah, all, that's all a good bad. term. He's dad standing on the rock, <laughs> looking yeah, over the forest. That's like. exactly what he looked like. <laughs> main main beams, you know, to his ears, maybe outside his ears a little bit. Nice, nice mature buck. Pulled up on him, relaxed, let him take a couple steps, made sure that I was nice and settled in. Gently squeeze the trigger. See him turn and run, fall over. I think he actually hit a, a cage that one of the um, some shrubs that were planted there was was got guarded by. Um, and took off running, and then we spent the next couple hours searching for a single speck of blood that we never found. Um, we followed trails. We did. The best tracking job we could possibly Wait, do. Wait, time out, time out. skip over one. So, you potentially missed two deer? I believe I missed, oh, okay. missed okay. two deer. Right, I was, yep, yep. Just, just needed, I was sitting here sipping on whiskey, and I was yep. kind of like... We just needed just to clear, clear that up. Catch yep. it back yep. in. And we were even a little confused. Like yeah, we were, <laughs> we were kind of looking yep. like cross-eyed and all sorts of ways. So, you, so you missed... Do you miss two deer? Miss two deer. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. A, bu- prob- uh, a doe. And a buck. Probably the best UP buck that I would have ever, you know, shot wow, in my, in my pretty, hunting pretty, career up here. Pretty awesome accomplishment. Yeah, so <laughs> it went from like a really, really, really good day in the woods to not a great day in the woods. So Man, you, um, you have not shot this rifle since. I have not. Is the scope like face at Mars or is it straight... <laughs> I don't know to completely miss a deer at thirty yards. I have no clue. I have Ooh. no idea what happened. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I, I absolutely need to shoot it. But right, you know, right after that, we ended up having four feet of snow at camp, and it's trying to shoot at a hundred yards or yeah, more so to sight it in is going to be not fun. So the last time you shot so. this was at that buck that ran away, that, that disappeared from my life. Yeah, fell down, hit a tree, or. <laughs> Yep. Probably should have been hunting with a moxie bow. <laughs> yeah, wow. A little seventy-five yard chip shot. Yeah, yeah. So thirty thirty open sight or anything. Oh yeah. Whatever the heck yeah, going on there. Yep. So that hurt a little bit, and that's supposed to be my long range gun for when we go hunt muleys this this year in Wyoming. We'll be so last. We're gonna to be allowed to shoot. <laughs> we're we're gonna see how uh, how checking the sights on that gun goes. So so that sucked. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a good feeling, obviously, four days into gun season. Um, that was the last day I had to hunt for for quite a while. I didn't hunt the rest of the gun season. Well, maybe once close to the house on some, some county land. 
Um, nothing much happened, and then finally, right at the end of, basically the end of December, um, in the late firearm season downstate, I actually ended up borrowing my dad's, uh, he has a, it's actually a Ruger American 450 that he had. Um, I believe he hasn't gotten to shoot a deer with it, so I actually got to break it in, which the is great. Bushmaster? <laughs> yep, yep, the 450 Bushmaster, which I had never, I've never used that caliber for a deer. It's been growing in popularity downstate. I was able to go down, uh, we were down over Christmas visiting my wife's family. I snuck over to, to my uncle's place, um, over towards Williamston, Weberville area, and was able to had one day to hunt and was able to to get a nice doe nice mature doe so um so that was fun that was actually the first time i've ever got to actually hunt the late firearm season which so is cool because we don't have that in EP. yeah got got one for the, the freezer season. you yeah, know exactly. yeah obviously i mean i wasn't complaining too much because our our trip to wisconsin was was a lot of fun and yeah. and we came home with with some bucks so but uh yeah it wasn't uh the up didn't treat me very well this year i have two unused doe tags and two unused buck tags uh, so, yeah. for michigan i was able to, to, to fill suck. one one lower <laughs> peninsula doe tag this year that was it it was pretty rough so colter just feeling yep. all high and mighty yeah like, yeah figures here all right. that's all right i got him beat in wisconsin so that's all right <laughs> yeah, yeah, i tried a more challenging hunt <laughs> oh we use bows in wisconsin but it's all right cool <laughs> well it sounds like you had action anyway and that's always half of it you know it's a lot of guys that put in a lot of hours and don't see shit so yeah um, especially like we were saying conditions were tough this year especially by your camp you know definitely lots yeah, of when, snow and when i shot at those deer in uh down in the lower up um earlier that day i actually saw another buck that should have been a shooter but he broke off one antler completely <laughs> and broke i think from what I could tell, he was like, I think he was at 160 yards or something, 130 yards. He had broken off three out of his four points on, on the other side. Good so grief. he should have been legal, but he was not. But I got to watch him for a while too. But to have two, you know, semi-mature bucks in front of you in one day, I mean, that was Just that walking was great. into state land. Yeah, yeah just awesome. setting up, no, no that anything. That was state I, land? Yeah, and I was sitting in a chair on the ground. I mean, I just, I hiked in a mile with a chair. It was cool. It was, it was awesome. But wish it would have ended differently. But <laughs> could have ended, ended on a better note. Yeah, <laughs> although we would have had to haul two deer out a mile, so right. maybe my father-in-law wasn't wasn't too hurt about it. So. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Well, yeah. so Don. Yeah. yeah. What did you do? What did you, I do? You had a rifle season. I did. Because you had tags left. I always got tags left. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but you got one on the. Well, I won't spoil the story. But you got a deer. Got one on got, a buck. The, got one on the home property, finally. Yeah, okay. Three yeah. three years in. Um, opening day. I was able to have the one day off work there and um that's one thing with us, I guess we don't get a whole lot of time during rifle season. Our jobs kinda we're busy that time of year doing other stuff, so we don't get to rifle hunt a lot. Um I guess I should say, um we haven't mentioned it yet, but our rifle season here, gun season in Michigan runs November fifteenth through the thirtieth. So we're talking um 
peak rut basically and it winds down real quick after the guns come out so but opening day i hunted at my house hunted the same blind i hunted all fall well the few times i hunted um sitting on my food plot and 11 o'clock in the morning i had some does come out and were working the area and um i was scanning into the woods and saw another deer coming in and there was a doe and two fawns that were regulars and actually from archery season the doe i ended up shooting she was in that group with that doe and two fawns um so they were quite regular and they were out in the food plot and i had i had actually thrown out a bait pile a couple days before season just to compete um with the neighbors that bait um quite a bit um try to hold some deer try to hold some deer on my property basically and keep them from wandering looking for looking for bait piles um and that buck he came right out of the bedding area and he was in the woods a ways i put the binoculars up and i saw three on his side i was like ooh legal buck finally you know this is three years of hunting there and this is the first legal buck i've seen on my property <laughs> so he came out and was bumping the does around and he offered me a 50 60 yard broadside shot and i got him right through the heart and he fell dead he did a face plant dead right there on the edge of the edge of the food plot and went back to the house my wife's like oh i heard you shoot did you shoot anything and Got the kids all bundled up, and we walked out and dragged them to the barn. It was about a 200-yard drag with the jet sled in the snow. It was probably the best hunt of my life right there. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to finally put it all together and shot a nice nice eight-pointer, eight-and-a-half, nine-point. His one, his one point's UP9. probably bragging rights legal. Oh, he, he's a bar nine. Yeah. Hang a ring he's, on it. He's a bragging nine. I always, I always tell people, whatever you, so how many, ever many points you'd say it would have while you're sitting at the bar is how many points it is. It's a nine point. Yeah. My <laughs> oldest daughter, she came out and she picked the rack up and counted points and she counted nine. So that's what it's I It's a nine point. But yeah, that was fun. And the kids were all home. They get school. Well, my oldest is in kindergarten, but... They get school off from um, Superior Central, the school they attend up here. They have opening day deer season off, so everybody was home and everybody came out and was able to enjoy that with them. And it was it was it was pretty cool, good experience, and a lot of a lot of work with the food plots and stands and building blinds, trying to get get the kids out this past fall hunting a little bit, and um, it all finally came together and everybody was able to enjoy that experience. It was pretty pretty neat. But that was it. That was about it. I hunted a couple more times, and with that snow, the deer, they kind of bailed pretty early this year. So um, we did some muzzleloading, me and Coulter, kind of skipping seasons, muzzleloader. And <clears throat> Michigan up here runs 10 days, about a week after rifle season ends. So you're talking early-ish to mid-December. Well, it starts and the first muzzleloader in Michigan. First Friday after. starts the first Friday. Friday in December, or the fir is first is Friday after rifle season. Yeah, first maybe? Friday after rifle season. So this year it was December six, six or seventh. Six yeah. or seventh. So the deer had about right a, they had about a week off in so. between. Some year, some years there's no days off. It just depends on when that Friday falls. Well, this year it was like a week off. Yeah, between rifle and muzzleloader season. We did some still hunting where we had a doe doe tag and we saw some deer and. 
Coulter was standing on the knoll behind me and had a perfect shot on a doe, and I was standing below him and couldn't see shit. So yeah. <laughs> that, that was, was about as close cool. as we got. We saw a deer that day. It was fun to walk we around. Saw nine, ten, yeah, we something like that. Did some still like hunting in the cedar just, swamp, you know, just was, stomping around the woods. It wasn't. Re- it was real. Uh, it was loud. It was loud. It was loud. It was loud. We struck. Was it, it? Was windy, but the snow was crunchy. Yeah, it was. It was so wet too. Yeah, it was just. It was a tough hunt, but I mean, it was fun. I mean, I I got to you know I was just walking around him with the with the camera, and yeah, we saw plenty of deer. It was just yeah, couldn't make it happen. But it's deer hunting, I guess. So. Tried to go all hunting public on them, and yeah, it didn't did. work yeah, out for yeah, us. Did, yeah. Those guys make it seem so easy, and we just yeah, we just we struggled. We, we were just trying to get a doe. And we couldn't do it. We couldn't even get a doe. Yeah, we couldn't even get a doe, but no, that was down in southern <clears throat> Delta County in an area that you know we we you know we talk a lot about. Deer migrating and and it's it's an area that um that deer move into you know in parts of the UP a lot of the you know we do have deer wintering complexes or or deer yards as sometimes they're known as on the northern shoreline of like Lake Superior but a lot of where our deer spend the winter is in the the northern part of the UP along Lake Michigan and that you know me and Don on that day were hunting on along Lake Michigan but couldn't couldn't make it happen but it was fun. Per usual. Hell yeah, per usual. We'll make it happen. So, um, other than that, um, the kind of the the guys down south, they all um, seem like they. We t- we'll get Tony on here in a bit to talk about their season, but they all had pretty good season. There wasn't a lot of deer to hit the dirt, but they saw bucks, and um, a lot of them survived through gun season. So next year should be looking pretty pretty good for them down there. Um, same for us if we can get a an easy winter and it's off to a pretty horrible start right now, but it's kind of calmed down a little bit. But yeah. um, I guess I don't know, guys. That's that's about it for Michigan. I mean, we did the typical Michigan strategies of throwing some bait out, trying to hold deer um, with that migration going on. If you can feed them, usually you can keep them around for a little while to give you an opportunity at shooting them or seeing them or anything you know literally anything anything to try to keep those deer around but um coulter was tagged out so he didn't get to do his buck stalking here in michigan his little still hunting big woods deal that he's been doing the last couple years and is starting to get pretty decent at but um but you did get to rifle hunt some yeah no i uh yeah i got real I'll just call it lucky. Um, you'll hear it in our, uh, you know, in our, in our bow hunting podcast. I'll probably uh, call it more than luck. I'll call it a bunch of skill, and I'm the greatest hunter ever. But not really. But uh, but I was I was uh, I was <laughs> can't bullshit bullshit. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I was real lucky, real fortunate to be to be done in Michigan, except for one doe tag that I had that I ended up filling during Michigan's muzzleloader season. But I was pretty much done by rifle season here in Michigan, where I was done. So the way my work schedule works out is like, I have to work most of rifle season, but then I get uh, I get four days off over um, Thanksgiving, so that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I was sometime maybe right after opening day of our season, November 15th, I just I was at work and I was thinking about like I can't not hunt. Like I just I really struggle with that concept of like not hunting over Thanksgiving when I have those four days off because I pretty much told my family when I turned eighteen, 
I said, don't ever expect me to ever be home over Thanksgiving ever again. Family is important. It is. Yeah. That's what, that, that's what Christmas... But deer hunting is more important. But that's, what, that, yeah, but that's what Christmas is for. So I told them Thanksgiving it was a no-go, and I uh, I don't know what, what made me um, decide on... you know, Well, what made me decide on Wisconsin is, of course, the neighboring state. Um, so it's close um, in proximity. You can do it for... You know, relatively cheap. cheap as far as like travel goes, and I started to look into it, and I, I just as, as me and like how I like to hunt, um, um, I decided to look at the northern part of Wisconsin, and there was a couple counties up there that had a, tons of public land, uh, Vilas and uh, Forest County in Wisconsin, just have tons of public land. Um, they're right on the border of Wisconsin or of uh, Michigan. And I knew some people that lived in that area that I could stay with. Um, so I guess I just decided to uh, hunt those places. And I think they are they have a gun tag, which they have an archery and a gun tag. Their archery is, of course, archery. And then their gun tag is for um, their rifle or shotgun or muzzleloader season. <clears throat> so, yeah, I decided to go up there for their um, for their rifle season. And uh, what I wanted to do was I wanted to um, I wanted to track um, or still hunt, and I was in an area where I felt like there was enough public land to do that. So I hunted a couple different wilderness areas. Um, and the first day I was there, I got on a lot of deer. Um, didn't see. I think I saw one doe or something like that. Not a lot of deer. But the second day is kind of when the uh, when the action started for me. I was driving. Um, my my vehicle and a lot of times like it's when you're tracking it's nice to get a buck track out of the truck just because of like the efficiency of being able to cover a lot of ground and being able to you know just get it from the truck and then and then get out and start tracking and that's actually what I did is I <clears throat> I was tracking around the edge of this wilderness area and I had a buck track going um, from private into wilderness area and I cut a buck track but when I got on the track, I, I lost it relatively quickly. I lost into a bunch of deer. I felt it was a little bit older than what I thought when I saw it on the road. So I just started hiking from there, and I was up on uh, some hardwood ridges. And the way this, this land was made out is there was hardwood ridges mixed in with, like, lowlands that were mixed with, like, black spruce and, you know, different um, different lowland cover types. And I got on a buck track, and I tracked that... I tracked that buck off the ridge down into the um, black spruce bloat, and there's tons of bloat, and I think a lot of the black spruce either was at the age where it uh, was starting to die or it, it got a spruce budworm. And uh, so I uh, <clears throat> tracked that buck down in there and it bedded up um, one time, and I saw where its antler print was in the snow and it gotten out of its bed and fed. And I could see its antler print in the snow, and I knew it was big enough buck for me, which, you know, as Don alluded to, doesn't take a whole lot. But uh, but it, 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 was, it was a big enough buck. I'd see it had, uh, you know, three antlers on the top, maybe with a brow. So it was, you know, at least a six, if not an eight-pointer. And I tracked it through the blowdowns, and I eventually jumped that buck um, at about 30 yards away. Um, and I, I just saw its rack. I saw its body, and I got time to get my safety off, and that was the end of that. Um, I followed that buck for five or six more miles that day, jumped it three or four more times, saw it two more times, um, didn't get a crack at that buck, and uh, the next day, 
Um, still hunted again in that same area and saw plenty of does, no bucks. Um, and then the la my last day in Wisconsin, I decided if I do not, I'm going to drive. Because we got like four to six inches of fresh snow in that part of Wisconsin. That was a couple days after Thanksgiving. We had a huge storm come through like northern Wisconsin in the, in the upper peninsula of Michigan. Huge. Like certain places of the upper peninsula of Michigan drop like two foot of snow in 24 30 hours. inches, yeah. 30 inches. It was nuts. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and actually where I was at in Wisconsin, I got fortunate, it was not that much. It dropped six to eight inches of snow during the night. By the morning, it was done snowing. Whereas back where I live, it snowed all day. So I was like, ended up in a pretty decent spot for actually being able to hunt. And I was like, I'm going to drive all day and try to find a buck track. If I don't find a track, that, that'll be it. I'll just drive and I just won't hunt today. And I found two tracks running across the road in the middle of a wilderness area. And this is no joke. I had dri driven for 35 miles that day and did not find a buck track. Or no, sorry. Correct me. I didn't find a deer track. I found four <laughs> wolf tracks, no deer tracks. And I saw these two deer tracks. I'm like, holy cow. So I stopped, park on the side of the road. I'm freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, there's two deer tracks. They're running. And, and, and you know, people be like, oh, they're running. But the, what, what got me excited is they were running, not for me, but they were running across the road. So like, it's a buck and a doe. It's a buck and a doe. It's the first thing that entered my mind. And uh, so it looked like two adult tracks. I ended up looking at the track off the side of the road, but there was another road just to the south of where I had jumped or where I had seen those deer cross on the road or the, their tracks cross on the road. I'm like, I'm going to drive down that road. Well, I'd whip the truck around in the road, drive back. Well, this road that I thought was a road, which I had on Onyx, which it is a road, but with like two, three feet of snow, it's not a road. There's no driving this road. It's actually a snowmobile trail now. And uh, so I quick try to whip around on the road to get back where I first saw the track and I get stuck. I'm in the ditch. Like I had to get the come along out. I had to jack myself out of the ditch, blah, 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 blah. I finally get back to this track. It's no joke. I finally get back to this track like an hour later. And I'm walking up this track and come to find out, I think, I jumped this buck and doe while I was uh, de-dinking around with it. I don't know. I don't know when I jumped this buck. It was either like the come along, the getting stuck, the revving the motor, the swearing at my truck, the getting out of the truck, my dog's barking because they're in my truck all the time. I don't know what happened. The deer ran. I spent... I, I put my Onyx on tracker. I was on a track. I was on. I was on my feet for seven miles. That was at noon. That was at noon. I put seven miles on my feet that day. I saw that buck and that doe two times that day. Never closer than two hundred yards, and it got dark, and that was the end of it. That was the end of my Wisconsin trip. Wisconsin trip. But what's really cool is I put. I think close to 30 miles on my feet. I saw one boot track all day, or all trip, four days. That was 100 miles, or 100 yards off the road. That's all I saw. And I saw an average of six to seven deer a day, and I was on two very, very shootable bucks. And uh, a lot of people, you know, you know, I was in northern Wisconsin. It's, you know, kind of like parts of northern Michigan. It gets a lot of uh, bad rap. Deer hunting sucks. There's wolves everywhere. There's 
no hunters anymore. But I don't know. I saw deer. It was fun. It was something. It was a relief, right? I mean, I mean, you have. I hear him bragging, but when I have as many deer as I had down by that point in my Michigan season, the pressure was off, and I just got to hunt my hunt, and you it was just got to enjoy it. I got to enjoy it. Yeah, and it was fun. No pressure. And there's not there's not that many places you can go, right? That you can that. do that. Yeah, to hunt that style. That's you know, awesome. And, 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 I, and I, man, I could have gone other places in Wisconsin because I had a gun tag for Wisconsin that was good anywhere in Wisconsin. But I just, I guess, I just decided on the northern Wisconsin. Not because I knew anything about it. You know, I, I these two wilderness areas and two counties that I hunted, I had never, you know, placed a foot in in my life ever. You know, whether it was driving or walking or whatever, scouting. It was just two places that looked on a map that had no roads and uh, could maybe hold deer. So I went into them and, yeah, I came out buckless, but it was a fun hunt. It's all about man. Experience about. and yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing I was close. Better than sitting at home and feeling sorry for yourself or snow blowing like what I was doing. Nah, I wasn't doing that. <laughs> I came back to an unplowed road or unplowed driveway. Yeah. Thirty six or thirty three inches of snow. I couldn't get my driveway that night. Yeah. <laughs> Parked on the side of the road. Perfect. Called my plow guy. Said he snapped his axle. I said, Oh, that's cool. You Wish what, he would have told me. You like, yesterday. All right, well, does that wrap it up for kind of our firearm summaries? We don't have any great strategy talks for you guys because it's just your t- if you're hunting Michigan, it's just we just do the same things as you guys. Yeah. Um, well, I got a deer during muscle order. A doe. Yeah? Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Sure, I'll make it quick. All right, go, go for <laughs> it. So I was done in Michigan relatively early. but Kind, they, you know, kind of, sort of. What's that? Kind of, sort of, because you're not done, because you're going to shoot a deer. Yeah, no, 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 not done. But, you know, even in parts, you know, a lot of people, when they hear about the UP, they think we have, like, no deer up here, and, like, oh, my gosh, like, if you see a deer, it's a big deal. And um, It is. It, it is. <laughs> it no, that's true. Certain parts of the UP, but um, there is parts of the UP, uh, specific counties that are, you know, do have a lot of deer, and uh, parts of Menominee and Delta County are two places where we do have a fair amount of deer and we do have, you know, antlerless tags available. Um, and I have a, a, a kid that I hang out with for uh, big brothers, big sisters. And uh, he, he's been hunting. He's never seen anybody successfully harvest a deer. Um, and I was, I had a, I actually just bought a doe tag on a whim for some private property that I had to hunt in a specific DMU up here. And I bought a tag and called the landowner, and and, and the uh, couple were like, "Absolutely, you can come out and hunt and shoot a doe. You can actually sit in my, sit in my blind." And you know, I got tons of does coming in. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." So I uh, I text that kid and I was like, "Hey, you want to come come hunting? You know, we got a couple days here during the week." And I uh, he actually had a snow day. I'm not exactly sure what for because he didn't really snow. But he had snow day, so I picked him up from his house instead of school, and we went out there, and it was really cool. And it, what, what's cool about this story is that I wanted to film the whole thing, you know. And uh, as Don, you know, has alluded to, I'm just—I wouldn't consider myself terrible at filming, but I'm pretty terrible at filming. It's just—it's I either don't hit record, I don't bring my camera, I don't get it all on film. So I told that kid, and he's like, I think he's 12. He's 12. And I said, your only job in this blind is to stay quiet and make sure that red dot 
is on that screen when I decide to pull the trigger. And so I have a tripod set up with my camera, and then, I, you know, I got me in the blind. You know, it's a nice, nice gun blind. And, and uh, so the doe comes in, and I get on it, and I got my muzzle loader. I get on this deer, and I had the camera going. You know, I got the camera on the tripod and blah, blah, blah. And I shoot, and the doe, you know, takes off, runs off. And I look at Colton, my name's Coulter, so it's kind of cool. I look at Colton, I'm like, oh, did you see it? And he goes, he looks at me, he goes, you're lucky I hit record. I ha- I do, forgot do to it, hit record. Do it twice in one season. Yeah, I, yeah <laughs> twice in one season. But luckily, Colton was there, and, and he said, he noticed, he looked at the screen on my, you know, on the, on the, on the camera, and, and it was, the red dot wasn't there. And he hit record, and he got it on film. He did not get the deer run or walking in because that would have been my job. Because you didn't have it on. <laughs> now, I didn't have it on, but he got the, the, you know, he hit record before I had pulled the trigger. So it was pretty cool to see him and he helped with the whole track job and, and uh, the gutting and then we dragged it up to the, to the truck. So that was pretty cool. Kind of filled the last season doe tag there. And that, actually that doe, every year I give my, uh, my sister and her husband a, uh, a deer. Um, I, I, you know, make sure it's processed and just throw them a deer. But I process everything and I give them the meat for Christmas. So I got a Christmas present out of the way and got a... Hopefully a future hunter hooked, hey? Yeah, future mm-hmm. hunter. You know, he's kind of kind of coming around. He says he says right now he just wants to be a filmer. He's not so sure about pulling the trigger yet, but that but that's fine. He he's, enjoys being he already, out there. He already yeah. sounds like he's better than you. Yeah, well, he's better than me at filming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, he's way better than me at filming. Yeah, no, I, 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 didn't, I don't know how to find the record button. So it was, uh, no, it was, it was, it was a fun, a fun hunt. And we, we got some, some meat out of the deal, and you know, and it was, a, it was a blast. So it sounds like you'll Colton some snack sticks or something like that. I do. They're coming. I, I gotta go pick them up. I gotta go pick them up. I haven't, yeah. I haven't. They, they called me like a week and a half ago. Said my meat was ready. So I guess I'm just I'm renting their renting their freezer space right now. I haven't picked it up yet. <laughs> well, that's cool stories, man. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and with that, I guess we'll uh, get Tony on the phone here. And Tony's a pretty good, pretty good talker, so we're, I'm sure we'll get some good stories. And I know he shot one really nice buck, so we'll see what he has to say. We're going to get him on the phone here, so hang tight with us. All right, on the phone with us here we have Tony Ranke. He's one of our um, TKZ members from down south in the Thumb. He had a hell of a gun season. Um, shot a really nice buck, doing something that is pretty untraditional for that area, especially. And uh, He's here to tell us his gun season stories and specifically that story, that nice buck. How's it going, Tone? Hey, it's good. Going good. Thanks for uh, letting me hang out with you guys tonight. I know, this is new for us. We usually just bullshit with the three of us, but now we got uh, one of the supreme bullshitters in the group on the phone, so we're pretty pretty excited to hear some stories. <laughs> the elitist. The elitist of all bullshit. <laughs> Well, what you got? Yeah, tell so, us the story of your buck. So, uh, well, I'd like to, sh- I'd like to share my a, a quick story of our opening day. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind, before we get into the, the big hunt. Go for but, it. But uh, opening day, uh, decided that I was going to sit with Swirly. Um, well, I don't, I don't know if I, you guys know that we we try to stick to a one buck rule on the farm. Um, so when I shot my buck. Um, with the ball, I was pretty much done. So, 
when Truly comes up in that situation, I like to sit with him, and, you know, at least he's got a cameraman. So decided that I was going to sit with him, Truly, and then uh, Nate, who shot a buck, right when we got back from Wisconsin, um, he sat and filmed Brad. Um, so we went, um, Truly and I went to the same stand where I had shot my bull buck. Uh, overlooks like a 10-acre CRP field. Um, we had corn on the in a creek that runs behind us, the south of us. Um, and so the, the deer like to travel out of our woods, the bedding area, and then travel, you know, towards the corn. Um, so pretty much told Floyd it was going to be a slam dunk. At some point, he was going to see a shooter buck. Um, so we snuck in there. We had issues because the, we had that a decent snowstorm uh, the 13th or 14th and the river had gone up and so we weren't sure if we were going to have to lug our waders across and we got back there and actually it was right at the top of our boots so we, we both got across with our left feet so that was a success in itself um, <laughs> that's skill right there yeah and so we snuck in into, the, into our set um, and didn't make a peep, got everything set up and um, worked out pretty good because the deer, well, I'll get into it, but so I think legal shooting time was like 6.52 or something like that. Then with that snow on the ground, you know, it was pretty pretty bright out. And it must have just been 6.52 and the, the neighbor to the south of us, I'm sorry, to the north of us, um, <clears throat> shot, boom, shot again. And and then we see him chugging. I mean, he is hauling it across the field. This is the like, neighbor or this is a deer? Yeah, he's a neighbor. He's hunting the, the farmer's property <laughs> to the north of us. Uh, he just comes up for opening day, basically. Uh, he's from the city where I don't know. I've never met him. So we see this guy chugging across the field, and uh, he's probably, at this point, he's like 400 yards from us, so he's, he's quite a distance. And and you can see the deer he's got down out in the field. It's kicking, like he's spined it or something, and he's, he's charging after this thing. <laughs> so you know, it's finally legal, and this is the fiasco we got going on opening day, you know? Right. But typical, <laughs> typical circus. Um, so, so watching him and, uh, we see some deer over to the west of us. And so I turned around, my stand is facing straight south, slowly stand is facing straight north. So I turned around and was looking, and he, there was a dawn of fawn cut across the field. And I had, I had been turned around maybe 15 seconds and we had a strong breeze that morning and I I hear Matt boom <laughs> and, I, and I turn around and Swirly's like did I get him and I'm like what did you shoot <laughs> I had no idea yeah, you so just yeah so and, it, and if he wouldn't have stopped him with the mouse grunt I probably he probably would have scared me right out of the stand because <laughs> you know, it kind of me that he was going to shoot well, this buck, so we think that this guy running around out in the field, this buck had seen the commotion, and he was bedded down like 60 yards right in front of us. Oh, wow. And he got up and walked right to us. <laughs> and uh, 
literally shot him with his 450 at 18 yards. <laughs> so you had no and idea had this no, buck was there. No clue. No clue. Nope. He was he was bedded down, and and some of that CRP. I mean, we got down, and that CRP is like almost to our shoulders. It was it's just a great little bedding area for him. But yeah, he was he was bedded down all by himself in that field, and that CRP, and he got up and walked right right to us. <laughs> and unfortunately, we didn't get the camera on it. So, well, oh, that's so fine. that that I know that was pretty exciting. Really, first buck I think in six years. So that's awesome. Um, hey, so Tony, you didn't yeah. really tell us, and it's fine. You don't need to tell me the GPS coordinates or anything where you're at. But what uh, what what county were you in? I mean, obviously we're you know we're pretty Michigan based here, so I think our listeners know that. Yeah. But can you give us a county? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is uh, we're located in Sanilac County of the Sun. So um, we, we hunt my my father-in-law's farmland. And we've got a pretty good gig going. Um, the, the guys around us are all pretty. Um, now I wouldn't say, you know, we're we're a high QDM type deal, but uh, you know, we like we show some trigger restraint. So we're fortunate to have some nice deer running around in our area, and it's, it's paid off the last six or seven years. So how many? Yeah. So we're in county. How many? How many acres is that farm that that hunt happened on then? Uh, where we are at, there's we have uh, about 15 acres of woods, and then that butts up to that the CRP, which is only like five acres. Um, the farm that we hunt, it, it's broken up over like a mile and a half stretch, but for the most part, it the river connects. You know the different properties where these guys are, um, you know, working on the restrictions and stuff so uh overall there's about a thousand acres we can hunt you know but very little woods most of it's ditches and and tree lines and stuff like that that we hunt so it's a little different than what you guys do you know our scent control stuff isn't as re- as you know strict we we play the wind i have 10 or 12 different sets where we we just hunt the wind and and the woods we have where this this where the buck I shot with bow, um, <clears throat> the sanctuary, we don't hunt that. We don't let our wind go in there. Uh, we, we try to keep that safe for the deer, and it seems to work. So, <clears throat> And we actually got down. We really shot that buck at 6.58, I believe. We got down like at 7.30 because the wind had switched a little bit and was blowing into that wood. So we decided to get out back out of there and um, not blow those deer out. So... So swirls dropped that, did he? Yeah, he it went about ten feet. Was just into the tree line we so we didn't see it. Um, and it's funny because he wasn't sure if he hit it. Yeah. Uh, when he pulled with his four fifty, all he saw was fur. You know that <laughs> right. that close. So he ended up shooting right through the shoulders. Perfect shot. Um, nice. And yeah, it was pretty cool. So what did I have for antler on its head? Was that? What did I have for antlers? Oh, it was, a, uh, it was an eight point. Nice. Yeah, nice. That's a nice yep. deer. Yep. Eight, eight, wide. 16 inch spread. Uh, nice buck. So. Awesome. We think, we think it was a three year old. Actually, it was the same buck that my brother hit high in the shoulder when we were in Wisconsin. Same deer. Oh, was it really? 
I remember that. Yep, remember that? When he I remember that. that ear- yeah, track and yep. advice all flying all over the place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. when he said, hey, maybe you should be patient and wait. <laughs> and then he said, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he didn't end up killing it. Um, he shot it high in the shoulder. Um, and he, he snort that buck in from like 80 yards. Wow. So... I don't know, and who knows? I don't think he was limping. Troy really said that he was moving pretty good through that grass, so he was fine. He was he was fine. Yeah. So that's pretty. Cool. So the neighbor, the guy that was running across the field, he ended up shooting. That was an eight point that he shot there, and then uh, <clears throat> my dad was sitting in Bryce's tree fort for the night hunt, and that guy had moved closer to the CRP, and he ended up shooting a ten point right at dark. Oh, so that guy, that guy shot two bucks, and then uh, his son, who was hunting half mile down the road on the same neighbor farmer, he shot two eight points. Well, no wonder they would come up for a day, hey? <laughs> That's all they need. So, <laughs> so those guys clean house. Well, so, we got a couple still running around, so a couple made it anyways. And you, guys seem, you guys seem to just reload every year with bucks, so hopefully that, that stays yeah. like that. For it, was really, yeah, it was really weird. Two years ago, it was real quiet. Um, not a lot of shooter bucks on camera or anything. And then last year, I don't know what it was, but last year when I were out in the soybeans, you know, in August and July, and there was shooter bucks everywhere. It was pretty awesome. So... <laughs> Like a mile and a half in August, one of my night drives, a uh, mile and a half radius of my house, I saw like eight different shooters. So, <laughs> oh man, that's not bad at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, so it's a good year for, for us in San Antonio, that's for sure. <laughs> So, Tony, what did you um, guys have for standing corner on, like, you talked about, like, your guys' farm or property that you guys have permission to hunt. It's, like, stretched about a mile and a half. Did you guys have a lot of standing corn during, like, gun season this year that you wouldn't have normally had? Oh, uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, with the with the wet fall, uh, there was, they were taking corn off all the way up to the middle of November, uh, I think was when they finally got it got all of the corn off um the neighbors to the east of us on one of our properties they seem to keep their corn up all year they'll they'll chop it in the spring but they had theirs off this year too about middle of november Mm. um so yeah it was a little later than normal and like i said we've had standing corn around us for a couple years now so with the farmer not taking it off that works out pretty good for us yeah that's for sure but yeah, it was uh, standing corn, and then there was a, another um, neighbor farmer had about 200 acres of soybeans up, and the deer were really pounding that, and I think he finally got it off. So uh, it was a late year for some of the some of the farmers around us. Helps deer hunting, doesn't help farmers very much, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely makes a difference if there's crops up for us during deer season. Because usually it's plowed fields, you know, and maybe we we have a couple winter wheat fields that we can hunt. Um, but for the most part, by November 15th, crops are gone. So 
yeah, it was good this year, and hopefully help a couple more deer survive. Anyways. Oh yeah, for sure. They can, days, all, they can spend all day in that corn and nobody ever knows. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, Tony, you're being pretty nice telling this story that's about this other person's buck here, but we're kind of waiting to hear about this, like, yeah. uh, this infamous right. buck you snuck up on or something. I don't know. I haven't even heard this <laughs> yeah. story yet, so I'm pretty excited to hear it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, my yes, plan you was... you tell me exactly where you shot I want to know the state game area or wherever you're at. No, nah, I'm just kidding, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it is one good thing about the state land that... I did a hunt. It's, it's pretty close to where I live. And um, so this was, this hunt took place November 20th. Um, <clears throat> like I said, we we try to stay off the farm. Somebody shoots a buck, you're, you know, you got to figure out something else if you want to keep hunting. So uh, a guy from work um, was buddies with a farmer that is one of the big, he, he runs, some of the equipment or something, I'm not sure. And he, they had talked and said that they were taking this corn off that butts right up to the state land. Um, so he told me that on the 19th, so I thought, well, I work afternoons, so, you know, I've got to, i got to be at work at 2, so that, that gives me a pretty much all morning to do what I want, you know. So it works out in some situations <laughs> in my advantage there. So, so on the 19th, this guy told me they were taking corn off. Well, all right, I'll load the bike up and, you know, go for a ride and see what's moving around. So I dropped the kids off. I took the kids to school. Um, so I was leaving the parking lot at the state air, state land area at like 8.30ish, and I packed light. I didn't take a backpack or anything. Um, I just took my GoPro. I didn't take my big camera, and I just slung my gun. Um <clears throat> And wind was out of the east, so I kind of had a plan. I was going to go to the west side where the corn was. And uh, in the past, I mean, this, I haven't hunted the state land in probably five years. And Nate Benavides, another TV guy, and I used to hunt the west side, and we had pretty good success when there was corn over there. So, sure, what the heck else? And it's so the west side of the state land, uh, the, the woods, the hardwoods is probably. 200, 300 yards wide, and then the whole inside of it is Phragmites. The whole interior of the state land is Phragmites. Wow. Yeah, so you, you can catch them coming from the crop through that hardwoods before they, they go to bed in Phragmites. I figured out probably a little late, you know, for the, for the morning activity, but I figured with the combine moving, you know, you, you never know. You never so. know when they can get bumped out of there. Right. And November 20th, um, I'm not sure, I think it was like a, I don't remember what day of the week it was, but when I got to the parking lot, not a truck there. Pretty strange, uh, November, like the first week of gun season. <laughs> right. Well, I was, you know, I was like, sweet. I got this whole place to myself, you know, and it wasn't like 6 in the morning, it was 8.30, so. Yeah. So that was that was good. That kind of, I wasn't worried about messing with other guys or any of that business. So I, I snuck back in there and uh, <clears throat> was <clears throat> kind of halfway into the, in between the, the hardwoods. And I found a decent opening where I could, where I could shoot, I don't know, 80 yards pretty much all the way around me. Um, <clears throat> not a deer. 
combine ran the whole time. There was tractors all over the place. Not one deer. You'd see a tail, nothing. That's encouraging. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had about 1130. I, uh, you know, I told you guys I packed light. Right. About eleven thirty, I started getting some stomach cramps. <laughs> I know and, that. I know that all too well. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, I, I was Cody. I don't know if you remember me bragging about my dude wipes <laughs> that I had. That and sounds familiar. They were in the truck. So I jumped on the bike. It's about a half or a quarter mile to a half mile bike ride. Trudged all the way back. Found my dude wipes. Took care of business. <laughs> <laughs> it was noon it was about noon at this point um wasn't sure if i you know i had to need to work at two if i just hang out and you know <clears throat> wait till work or so i decided to jump back on the bike and snuck back out there uh this time i uh went i went to the same wood the west side Except I came more inside the Fragmites, and uh, there's a couple old fences in the state land. Um, they used to harvest or take uh, peat moss out of it. Okay. So there's some roads and tree lines and different things in there that you can kind of sneak around with. And so this tree line had like a small ditch that ran uh, north and south, and the, the wind was out of the east. So figured I'd sneak down this tree line and, you know, look for deer sign or basically just enjoy my time in the woods. Right. Um, and so that was, I, I, by the time I had seen the doe, it was about one o'clock. Um, and she was, she had just popped out of this tree line and I was just walking, I was on the, on the uh, west side of the tree line, just, you know, just walk a couple steps and, you know, do that whole still hunt thing. And this doe pops out, and she's like 80 yards from me, and she's standing there looking at me. And it's pretty open at this point. And I just stood still, and eventually she had turned and was going straight away from me. And I saw another deer in the tree line, and I was like, oh, you know, oh, there he is. And... I pull my binoculars up and I just see antlers moving through the branches. <laughs> so I, I knew he was, I saw he had good mass and, you know, three on, at least he had the three on the side. So that's why I knew I was going to shoot him if he gave me the opportunity. So he popped out, same spot, 80 yards, and looked right at me. Okay. And I had my, I think my gun, I was just hanging, it was just at my side. And uh, he stood there for a couple minutes, and he did the same thing, kind of turned and went right back into the fence row um, and didn't didn't stomp, didn't snort anything. He just got up and was almost like, hey, where'd that doe go? And he just turned and got right back behind her. So I got down. So at that point, once I lost sight of him, I got down into the tree line in the, in the, with a little ditch. And... Uh, just started sneaking down it, um, turned my GoPro on, and I just kept sneaking, kept sneaking. I had some, like, deadwood, dogwood, 
rushing in front of me. So where he was at and where I was, we couldn't see each other where I was down in the ditch. So I just kept sneaking. Uh, got to where I thought last saw him was like 40 yards and there was a little sapling. I, I leaned my gun up against it. And I was just kind of, and I figured they didn't bust out to the uh, east or the west because I would have seen them. So the only thing they got to be doing, you know, is going straight away from me. So I'm just kind of collecting myself and I look up and he's on the opposite side of the tree line staring at me, 40 up. <laughs> and I've got the gun leaning against the tree. So I grab my gun and as as I shoulder it, he takes like two bounds and on the second bound, I had him in my crosshairs and I shot. And when I shot, three does ended up busting out of that tree line. He had three does in there. So it was kind of like, oh, hell broke loose for a second. Right. I, when I shot, I, place. yeah, it was crazy. So there's another group of trees about 80 yards to the east of me. And I had lost sight of him, but he was running towards that group of trees. And uh, between him and I, it was just some shorter grass. It was like an opening a couple of years ago. The DNR had burned some of the fragmites. So some of that grass was growing back. And uh, I, so I lose sight of him, and I look, and I'm looking in the tree line, and he's standing there looking right at me <laughs> in the trees. So I, I, used, I, was, I took my son's uh, 44 Ruger, with me and uh i've got you know confidence in that gun at short range and so i pulled up and put the crosshairs right on his white patch and squeezed the trigger and dropped him in his track <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so you yeah. missed him the first time i missed him yeah okay. <laughs> yep i missed him the first time wow so yeah and uh and so i get up to him and i had the bullet head was just about an inch to the right of his light patch, so I was right on him when I shot. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, so I, I was hooting and hollering. You know, I took a couple pictures. You know, it's stupid iPhones. When they get cold, what happens, Cody? <laughs> they die. They die, right? <laughs> so I'm taking a couple pictures, and the phone died. And at that point, I'm thinking, I'm guessing it's one thirty. You know, so I got to get to work. Can't get a hold of it, but I got a half hour drive to work, plus a half hour trip back to the truck, you know. So what do you do? What do you do in that situation? You know? Calling sick? <laughs> you got to have priorities. I tagged him. I know, right? So I tagged him, and I had a vest and my jacket on. So I take my vest off. And I wrap it around him, take my jacket off, and I wrap it around him so he's completely covered in camo. <laughs> Perfect. I figure, well, that'll keep the coyotes off of him, maybe, and, and hopefully nobody else will see him in there, you know? So that was a little uneasy leaving him lay there. Wait, you left you him know? here in the woods? I left him. I tagged him, left him, didn't gut him or nothing. So you, left put, him right your, there. you put your underwear and your jacket on him, and you walked out of the woods? Yeah, I rolled my bike. Oh, not your underwear. You're back. So, 
Mm. So listen to this. Like, get back to the truck, right? Get back to the truck. At this point, I'm kind of frantic. Like, I got to go, man. I'm going to be late. Can't get a hold of anybody. Guess what? My truck were in my underwear hanging on the deer. <laughs> Classic. So I jump back on my bike, haul ass all the way back there, get my keys out of my jacket, drive all drive my bike all the way back. So by the time I got to work, I was whipped. I was done. <laughs> how, how late were you? Um. So I wasn't five minutes. I was late. You wasn't man. late at all. You but, man. <laughs> yeah. I made it. But that was good. So, um. So at that point, uh, I talked to my, you know, I can't really leave the shop here. Um, so I talked to the guy that's underneath me. I'm like, I'm going to go get this deer, you know, out of my phone if anything happens, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up getting a deer cart, loaded him up on the deer cart, attached the handle of the deer cart to my bike and pedaled him out. That's how I got him out. Beautiful. <laughs> what kind of bike do you have? What kind of bike? Good yeah. Question. Oh, man, I don't know, just a Huffy. <laughs> really? You're just rolling around chasing down big bucks with a Huffy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Living the dream, man. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. So, that, that was pretty good. That was, uh, and so then I had a chance to watch the GoPro footage that night once I got back to work, and uh, I'm not sure if Ryan's going to... Then I have some editing work ahead of them. Did you get the? You know, did, was, did you ever get him on camera? Could you see him? I, he's on the GoPro. Oh. Yeah, but it's, you can see him fall in the trees. Yeah, and you can see him kind of bounding. But you know, at, you, at forty yards, it's With still the GoPro, looks like he's a hundred. Yeah. That's awesome, though. <laughs> yeah, you just you just did yeah. what Coulter can never do. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and Ryan's mad at me too for the my, my bow hunt I got on film too, but uh that was another so. I heard that I heard that your camera may or may not have focused on a leaf instead of a deer. Yeah, it got at least you hit record it, and had your camera with you. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I hit it, it it happens every time. They just show up and it's but Man, you know, and I, at that point, I was like, I'm killing this deer, and there's too many leaves on this tree. Yeah, I think but, me and Tony need to hunt together. I feel And like- I didn't do an intro, I didn't do an outro, I didn't do anything besides the 15 seconds of shooting the deer, so right, <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, our editor doesn't, doesn't really like those, does he? <laughs> <laughs> So we're gonna have to do like uh, you know me in the garage doing uh, my interview or something. So <laughs> we'll put that together. Perfect. So like you had a heck of a season, man. Yeah, it was a heck of a season. Great year. Yeah, I think the best part was really shooting his buck. So yeah, that's, glad that worked. Out. That's pretty cool. Yep. He, I know he comes up a lot to hunt with you, and he just. It's always like a day late and a dollar short, you know what I mean? And finally, yeah. finally, you know, have it pay off is pretty cool. Yeah, and, and he shot, so the last buck he shot six years ago was also on opening day, and he shot that buck at like 15 yards. Okay. So he's frustrated because he, he can't get him within range 
all, you know, at all during bow season. Then they walk right to him when he's got a gun in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Could be worse, you know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it took me like 16 years or something to kill a buck on opening day. At least that sounds like it's Swirly's day, at least, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And that's how, that's how the whole uh, ritual of eating the buck nuts started. Mm. Did you ever fry up my buck nuts, Tony? Uh, no, nope. they're in the freezer just waiting to get back the CWD results. I got them back. You're good. Oh, you did? Yeah, you're good to go. Is it all clear? Chow down, man. Oh, yeah. All right. Make make some nut chowder or something. (laughs) (laughs) We did fry up early. We fried up. We we didn't have our opening day party until the night of the 15th. So we had Swirly's fresh nuts still steaming. Fresher the better, man. Oh. Oh man, they were phenomenal. They're probably still warm yet. Wait, how do you how do you how do you cook these things up, Tony? I'm kind of curious about this. How do you get those? Oh, nuts? Just, just raw, cool. <laughs> you just yeah. stuff them in like a freaking like a little whopper candy, like or? a deviled egg. <laughs> yeah, like a deviled egg. You just take just take a bite of it. <laughs> no, no. What you do is, um, and I got this off a of meat eater. Um, you uh, you know you take them out of their suitcase. <laughs> And they have like a membrane around them, so you keep that on it, and then you put them in the freezer, right? And get them like three quarters froze, and then uh, take them back out, and you can just slice them, slice them like butter. And then I just put some uh, drakes, or we had some fish batter in the kitchen. I just, you know, threw them in a Ziploc, deep fried them, and oh, baby, they were delicious. How do you label that bag? Just like nuts or nutsack or buck nuts or bees nuts? You don't need to label it because you see them in there. You know what they are. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay, yeah, that no, makes sense. No mistake. Look no, mistake. no, my wife doesn't pull it out and be like, is this chicken breast or what is this? You know, it, they're nuts. You can tell. <laughs> oh, that's great. Perfect. That's great. You better not tell Coulter about the uh, opening day of bass season ritual at, you know. Oh, Tony. He'll, Tony. Uh, he'll uh, go jump off a bridge or something. Tony, you, you, can eat nuts all you, you can eat nuts all you want, but you better not be eating any of those bass down there. We kept a couple, oh, Colt. It's, it's not just bass. <laughs> off your boat. Female bass. Oh, man. Exactly. <laughs> the best guy. The best guy. The there's no better fish. That that opening day lunch we have. There's there's nothing better than that fresh bass. Amazing. Fresh bass and egg sacks. And then, yeah, so the female, you know, they got the egg sack Walter. Yeah. So we do. So yeah. you, you batter them up just like we do with the flames, and you bite into that Coulter, and it's like, have you ever had the dipping dots? Yeah. <laughs> Same dipping dots. That's exactly what it's like when you eat those cooked eggs. It's like it's like uh, fishy dipping dots. They're phenomenal. <laughs> fishy dipping fishy dots. Dipping dots. <laughs> I see it as future five pounders. <laughs> Coulter doesn't even let us keep bass when we're on his boat. Yeah, we had to fight him pretty hard this summer just to keep a couple. You can barely take. A, you can barely <laughs> There's take some a in my freezer. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's okay. Uh, you can yeah. do whatever you want down there in Lake Huron, but if you ever come up here, don't even think about keeping a bass. <laughs> Never talk to you again. Fair enough. <laughs> it's, all, it's all high and mighty with his bass fishing, but he'll shoot. He'll shoot the first little buck he sees. <laughs> True. <laughs> but all right, Tomo. Thanks for talking to us. Those are a hell of a stories. Anything better than we can come up with for this year? So. <laughs> Yeah, we had a good year. So, uh, shot my biggest turkey this year and shot two nice bucks. So, it's a good year. Hopefully, 2020 brings the same for us. Yeah, no kidding. Hard to beat. It's hard to beat that, though. I'm sure you'll try. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only way to beat that is to go back to Wisconsin and shoot a buck there. So. Hey, Tony, was your turkey along like a creek or something? Was that yours? Yeah. Yep. That was yours? Okay. Uh, I think so. <laughs> now, I remember one of the YouTube videos. I thought, I think, did you have somebody with you filming? Uh, this one, the, the one from this year, yeah, I had my buddy Troy was with me. Uh, he, he, We got it on camera, but it's not very good. So, oh, I'm yeah, not happy about that. Those are <laughs> tall grass, is not it? Well, those ones aren't out yet. Yeah, it's real shaky. You didn't, Troy yeah. didn't zoom in or anything. Yeah, no, I remember. That wasn't, no, that was good. That was good. Yeah, no, it wasn't like the greatest footage, but I remember watching that one, though. Yeah, it's not good at all. <laughs> Perfect. Really, really just hard on yourself. <laughs> Troy, but Troy, you know, used to be a camera guy. He did some stuff with uh, Maximum Outdoors, we're based out of Michigan, and, uh, like dude how do you you know you, he, was, he would get paid to be a camera guy and it's like well how did you do such a shitty job <laughs> like, you're fine like, i didn't tell him that i, I like the footage is terrible <laughs> must have been so, out of practice for a while or something eh? i guess yeah <laughs> yeah he's right. in illinois right now so is he all right yeah Nice. Yep. Is there deer? Yeah. Still, they still deer hunting there? Yep. Wow. <laughs> that would be cool. All our bucks are dropped antlers already up here for the most part. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good talking to you, man. Appreciate you calling us and giving us some of your, your time and your stories. It was classic as always. Yeah. Yep. Anytime. Glad I could share. All right. Good deal, man. Well, Thank you. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us, and we'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good one, gentlemen. You too. Yep. We'll see ya. See ya, Tone. Yep. Get back to work. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the TKZ Outdoors podcast, our rifle gun season recap from here in Michigan and, and Wisconsin from, from old Colt over there. Um, anything to add, Cody, before we sign off here? You know, Don, after being a uh, Lions fan for 29 years now, you can always say that there's always, always next, next year. year. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, no, there were was, there was some good points this year, for sure. We, had, we spent quite a bit of time in the woods. I spent a lot more time in the woods this year between bow and gun put together, but yeah. then it happened quite a few years, and I think... A lot of us did. It's so. pretty amazing. It's, uh, <laughs> 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 oh, it was good. I'm, I'm, 
it was fun. I got to spend a lot of time in the woods and with with friends and family. You know, it was. And that's what it's all about, man. Spending absolutely. time out there and, and yeah. the camp atmosphere, especially for rifle season up in UP. I mean, that's most of it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Anything to add there, guy? Rifle. Yep, rifle. Rifle. Yeah, I felt bad. Season. My parents come up. Um, my mom, and my dad, which is cool. They come up here, you know, because I work most of rifles, so they come up every year. And I thought I had them on a pretty decent spot, but it didn't. Uh, it didn't pan out. They didn't see many deer. Actually, they didn't see any deer. Um, they were just <laughs> up. They just hunted for. Gosh, I guess it was just two days. Um, so it's a lot to ask out of two days to expect something to happen. But uh, they had a good time, and they were able to see my bow buck that I killed earlier in the year, and they were happy about that. And they were just. I guess happy to be here and that kind of goes to what you know maybe Cody was talking about with the camp you know I, I say camp feel I mean it's just my house but it's a place they come up now for geez my parents have been coming up to my house here for gun season for I think it's their fourth year and they've had opportunities this is the first year they actually haven't had an opportunity usually they screw it up you know when you're my mom and dad get back and it's like you ask your I asked my mom what happened I get a story, and I ask my dad what happened, and I get a story, and I just be completely honest, those two stories do not at all match <laughs> for why in the world there's not a buck on the ground. But but this year was pretty universal. They didn't see anything. But they did see a mink, which is kind of like, I don't know, you think like, oh, whatever, but my mom was pretty excited about it. They don't see a whole lot of mink where they live at right now, so she thought it was cool, and they had a good time, but it's kind of one of those things that... You know, it's just cool to have the family in town and talk to them and give them crap for sitting 12 hours not seeing them. <laughs> that was my job at night. <laughs> First time I ever trapped a Martin, I, I watched one kill a, a mouse or some sort of rodent in the snow during muzzleloader season. Yeah. That, that was the coolest thing ever. You know, yeah. getting to watch it work and, and dive through the snow and that's just being out in the woods, you see things that other people will never see. Yeah. Oh yeah, my so, parents, like, actually, you know, they don't try to tell me, because I'm pretty diehard deer hunter. They tell me, oh, you better be out there, you know, dark to dark, you know, and they, they didn't tell me. But they, they took a break during the middle of the day, and they drove down the road, and they saw those trumpeter swans. Oh, yeah. That hang nice. out, you yep. know, not far from where they hunt at here yep. in uh, the Alger, <clears throat> Alger County, Delta County line area here. There's We got some, you know, some cool stuff, but we have uh, <clears throat> some trumpeter swans that hang out, and they went down and seen those. My mom took tons of pictures and videos of them. She thought it was a cool thing. Which, which it is cool, but I see them pretty often. But my mom thought it was cool. Yeah, that's all about those experiences out there. Yeah, yeah for sure. Alright, I guess that's going to do it um, for this episode of TKZ Outdoors Podcast. The uh, rifle season, gun season recap here in Michigan. Um, hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, the bull the BS sessions here. and. We look forward to bringing you some more here in the future. We got small game season ramping up big time with Coulter and his beagles, and Cody yeah. probably chasing red squirrels or trapping something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been running some cottontails, <laughs> some real squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll do it for this episode, and we'll we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for uh, listening, and we'll see you next time.